0: I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, September 27th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes.
1: Okay, so Jay, this past weekend, there was a new movie, a new film, at the top of the box office. Well, it's actually not really that new, it's Avatar. So the movie from, what was it, like a decade old? A decade old movie, they re-release it, and it did $30 million of opening sales at the box office, People really want to rewatch Avatar
0: 1 before the sequel drops in December. Thoughts on Avatar, Jay? I have no thoughts other than, I know it's a high-grossing movie, but I thought it got bad reviews way back when. But I do know two 12-year-olds that just caught it for the first time this past weekend. And so I am contributing to that box office haul. Did they like it? Loved it. I think it almost brought my daughter to tears is how much she loved it.
1: You know, I think it's a good movie. I think that if you look back on it now, it actually holds up better than it did at the time like I think it's a better movie now than it was then and I'm excited for the sequel because it's taken them nine years eight years to come out with the sequel and so it's been a long time coming I I hope that we're not disappointed but it should be it should be good in December do
0: you think the Top Gun people are mad they didn't re-release Top Gun before they released Maverick that's a great point they probably should have right I would have seen that and then saw the new one. But Brett, aside from re-releasing old movies in advance of new movies, what do we have for Peak Pals today?
1: Well, we've got a great basket of stories for you today, Peak Pals. For our first story, there's a vote on the future of the internet, but you don't actually get to vote. For our second story, the British economy is in shambles. And for our last story, Beyond Meat is struggling.
0: For our first story, the International Telecommunications Union, the ITU, which is the UN body responsible for setting global communication standards, will elect its new leader this week, a decision that could shape the future of the internet, Brett. That's not hyperbolic. I've never heard of the ITU before, but what is it?
1: The ITU is made up of 193 member nations and 900 sector members, and is responsible for lots of things, including standards
0: regarding internet connectivity. The ITU plays a role in determining everything from what you can see on your browser to how much streamers can charge you to watch for your favorite shows. Two candidates
1: are vying for the role of ITU's general secretary on diametrically opposed platforms. It's Donald J. Trump and Joseph R. Biden. Just joking, it's Indoreen Bogdan-Martin and Russian Rashid Ismailov.
0: That's like a cold war over the internet. Bogdan-Martin's platform is one of continuing to build an internet that is free and interoperable meaning everybody around the world is using the same protocols.
1: Now, is MyLove's platform pushes for the ITU to have more centralized control and give member states more top-down
0: control over what their own internet looks like and how it can be used? It's like a WWE match. Now, this matters because the winner could determine whether the relatively decentralized internet we know today remains the norm or whether a splintering of various regional internets, just like China's, begins in earnest on a global scale. But some would argue that the dream of an
1: interoperable internet is already dead, given the already occurring splintering that we see in
0: places like China and Russia. The Council for Foreign Affairs said as much in a report this year boldly proclaiming the era of the global internet is over, as countries like Russia and China, as you mentioned, create their own internets, and places like India to Ethiopia use internet shutdowns to control the flow of information.
1: Now, here's what's next. Experts are cautiously optimistic Bogdan Martin will win, given Russia's recent track record at the UN, which isn't great. But considering that there's plenty of behind-the-scenes dealing and less democratic countries could be attracted by the control Ismailov's platform offers, there really are no guarantees. For our second story, the British economy is experiencing some serious turbulence, or an omni-shambles, as they might say across the pond as investors give a big thumbs down to the UK government's new fiscal plan. Jay, what's going on with the pound?
0: Well, the British pound fell to its lowest ever level against the US dollar yesterday before recovering slightly, and was down against other major currencies, including the Canadian dollar.
1: Yields on the UK's benchmark five-year bonds rose above those of Greece and Italy, which is a worrying development, (laughs) as higher yields are a sign of less investor confidence in a government's financial stability, and those two countries aren't known for inspiring investor confidence.
0: No, they are not. Investors think the UK government's costly new economic plan, which includes the biggest tax cuts since the 1970s, will make inflation worse and overload the public debt. The UK government is betting that lower taxes and deregulation will add enough economic growth to offset the cost of the plan and make inflation manageable. But markets clearly do not agree. Investors are betting that the hoped-for growth will not materialize and tax cuts will make inflation even worse, forcing the Bank of England to raise interest rates even higher.
1: Now, UBS Global Wealth Management Chief Economist Paul Donovan told The Wall Street Journal, it's effectively the market saying, A, we don't believe in trickle-down economics and that growth is going to miraculously occur, and B, you see that magic money tree you just planted? We're taking a chainsaw to it. Brrr, that's, that's cutting down that magical money tree, Jay.
0: We're going to give him a nickname. He is now P. Don, Paul Donovan. The ups and downs of the British economy and pound seem remote, but this episode could be a preview of things to come and more countries as governments tried to adjust to a world of higher interest rates and tighter monetary policy. For our last story, a top exec getting arrested for biting someone's nose off is somehow not Fionn meats biggest concern these days. As of late, the plant-based meat market has crumbled more than pea protein ground beef.
1: That's a crazy story that I encourage peak pals to look into on their own, the executive <laughs> butting the nose off someone else. But driving the news that we're going to talk about today is that sales of plant-based meats have declined over the past year, while negative perceptions of the product have increased. And this is all per a new Deloitte report.
0: Market leader Beyond Meat shares have dropped 77% this year, while shares of Ingredion, which is a company that provides ingredients for plant-based meats, have fallen almost 20%. Now, in
1: Canada, Maple Leaf Foods reduced the size of its plant-based business by 25% after an extremely disappointing last quarter where sales dropped 15% and brought down the company's bottom line.
0: The main reason for the decline, it's a financial one. Inflation has forced consumers to cut grocery spending and consumers are less willing to pay more for fake meat. There's also
1: a perception problem as shoppers are perhaps rightfully dubious of its health benefits or perceive it as a broader culture war. Apparently, the Beyond Meat It's too woke, Jay.
0: (laughs) I guess it might be. Well, here's why it matters, Fred. Research points to reduced meat consumption, not composting or using metal straws, as the single most effective action individuals can take to combat climate change.
1: The agricultural sector accounts for 10% of Canada's greenhouse gas emissions, and reducing meat consumption would greatly help reduce these
0: emissions as well. The widespread introduction of plant-based meats was supposed to herald an era of reduced meat eating, but Canada's carnivorous consumption continues To hold
1: steady. The bottom line is there is still industry optimism for market growth when inflation subsides, but as of right now, consumers are prioritizing their pockets and taste buds above all else. Pigfiles, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada.
0: If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want
1: more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode.
0: Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Brett. Have
1: a good day. You too, Jay.